in my health journey, like diet and nutrition got me so far. And that's what got me out of bed and, you know, back being able to do some things. But I have, I hadn't have done those functional lab tests and really got into the bottom of what was happening in terms of my gut, like getting rid of going on extreme protocols. And mine were very extreme to actually kill off these things in my gut. I say kill off in inverted commas, but actually get them out of my body. I wouldn't be in the health that I am today. And I don't believe personally that I would have made the recovery that I did make. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Over the last month, can you recall a moment in the middle of your day or right after work when you felt depleted or found yourself propping your head up while trying to check off the last item on your to-do list? You know, at some point in our life, we go through a period of wondering what happened to my energy or looked in the mirror and thought, this just doesn't feel like me anymore. You know, last year I had the opportunity to survey over 50,000 women and I asked them what their number one health concern was that impacted their day-to-day life. And three things came up consistently over and over again. Women felt fatigued and overwhelmed, brain fog affected their productivity and stubborn weight and cravings. And the common denominator for all three of these concerns was hormones. Now listen, I've been there myself when struggling with my own unrelenting exhaustion and overwhelming stress. When I began to understand the physical and biochemical implications that stress was having on my body, it was no surprise that I wasn't setting my body up for success. I quickly learned that despite what I honestly thought, which was a lie to begin with, that stress was fueling me, I realized that stress doesn't give you your cutting edge like I thought it did. It actually wastes your energy, causing fatigue, weight gain, and so much more. Harvard researchers estimate that 80% of doctor's visits are caused by stress. Getting stressed is not necessarily bad for you, but staying chronically stressed out all the time is highly toxic. When the body is in fight or flight mode, or what I like to call when your HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis is upregulated, our mental capacity decreases along with our hormonal function. But there's something that we can do about it, and that's exactly what my guest, Shelly, Gathwith is going to be talking about today with myself. But before we jump into this power interview with Shelly and I, I want to quickly celebrate your wins because your wins matter and they deserve to be celebrated. Now, one particular rock star that we are celebrating today is Michelle Friedman, and I'm excited to shout out her win that she shared on Instagram about a month ago. Here's what Michelle had to say. I went years not knowing what was going on with me, and every time I went to a doctor, they told me everything was normal. I was made to believe that it was all in my head, but I knew in my gut that it wasn't true. One of my best friends told me to listen to one of the episodes on the Essentially You podcast, and it was about hormones. Wow. It all began to make sense. How is it that I wasn't told about the stress connection to everything else? I know that I'd burned myself out into the ground for years with my job in nursing and with my family, but I know now that I feel like I have a plan. The resources on this podcast are priceless for any woman who doesn't have answers to her issues. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your win, and I am so glad that you are loving the episodes as much as I love to help create them. Congratulations on your next step in this beautiful healing journey. I will be holding space for your 
big, incredible discoveries. Now, if you're listening, Michelle, I would love to gift you one of my absolute favorite blends, my Superwoman blend. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Marisa. That's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. And by the way, Insta is such a great place to come connect with me through DMs or in the posts. I share recipes and all kinds of good stuff all the time. You know, right now I am in Italy. We'll be here for another week or two. I want to say another two weeks maybe. And it's been really fun to kind of share the adventures. We just did a five-hour hike today in Cinque Terre and it was so gorgeous. Not going to lie. I'm, feel, I'm definitely feeling that hike, but I'm so happy to be recording this today. Fellow podcast listeners, I would love to shout you out. You can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or by simply reviewing these podcasts on iTunes or whatever platform you love to plug into. Maybe it's Stitcher or Google Play, whatever it is, we are on it. That way I can continue to support more women like Michelle who are ready to become the CEO of their health and who in their heart of hearts knows that something isn't right, even if they're being told that what they're feeling is normal. Well, let's dive into this in conversation today with Shelly. But first, I want to sing her praises. Shelly Gatwith is a functional nutritionist who has a busy, successful practice in downtown Wellington, New Zealand. She combines all of her training, knowledge, and firsthand experience to assist her clients to get to the underlying root cause of their health symptoms. That's what I love so much about Shelly is that she is a root cause practitioner. Let's bring her on. Welcome, Shelly, to the Essentially You podcast. I am thrilled that you are joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. We are going to get into a topic that I know my audience is going to love, and that is you have really been able to tackle how to overcome the hidden internal stresses that we as women are dealing with on a day-to-day basis that we don't even think about. So this is a topic that a lot of us just don't even, you know, we always think about all those external stresses that are happening, but there is a lot of chaos going on inside as well, isn't there? There so is. I think that was the biggest thing for my health journey and when I'm working with my clients day in, day in and day out is the amount of internal stresses in our bodies that we don't even think about that we can have so much control over and really empower us to take back our health. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And I'm so glad that you mentioned your story because I know, you know, so many of us, we've come into this work and we're so passionate about what we do because we've had our own healing experiences. Would you tell us a little bit about kind of how you discovered some of those internal stresses and what led you to be this rock star, incredible nutrition expert? I mean, that's really what you bring to the table is your amazing expertise around, around helping women heal from the inside out. Definitely. So um, my journey was that I was an investment banker. That's what I had always done up until six years ago when I had my own health crash. And for me, that meant two years of being in bed. My doctors had told me that I was going to, I was on death's door and I was going to die. I lost all my cognitive function. I lost my ability to get out of bed and move around my house. And I would just stay awake for half an hour a day. So after throwing all the money that I could at it and seeing experts from around the world and kind of always being told that there was nothing more that I can do and this was kind of going to be the rest of my life. I decided that I needed to empower myself and with that half an hour a day, I was going to start studying nutrition. I've been diagnosed, um, and I say in inverted commas, with chronic fatigue syndrome, but the worst case that the medical profession 
profession had seen. And so I think of chronic fatigue as a bit of a Band-Aid in terms of it's they put everything in it, that diagnosis that they can't really diagnose. So it's like a collection of symptoms, but it doesn't really mean anything. And if you've got these collection of symptoms, how do you actually get better? And because nobody can help you, it's just this Band-Aid kind of term. And so from that and through my study into nutrition, it led me to realizing that there was a whole heap of internal stresses in my body that I've never even thought about, that I needed to start healing myself from the ground up. So the very beginning. So our bodies are obviously controlled by our brains. So for me, when I lost all my cognitive function and cognitive decline, I needed to start healing my brain. And so that is in terms of like you're being parasympathetic and sympathetic and on a basic just so we all know what that is parasympathetic is rest and digest so when we're feeling really calm that's when we can digest really well and then when we're sympathetic really stressed out that's when we are in our stress response so when stress is on I always like to say to clients digestion's off and foundational to really good health my beliefs are is a really good diet so if you can't digest this really good diet it doesn't matter what's turning up on your plate And at this time, my mum was taking full-time care of me, so I was having amazing meals. But I couldn't digest them at all because my body was in such a state of stress. And that was all these internal stresses. So as I started to study, I began to unpick what all these internal stresses were in my body that I was able to control. And I found it really amazing to think that I was living in four walls. Like I didn't leave my parents' spare bedroom at this time for these two years yet. So in my head, I was like, well, there's no environment environmental stresses like I'm not getting caught up in the traffic I'm not getting caught up in work deadlines like I should be zen like this is the time that I should really be the most relaxed that I've ever been yet because of all these internal stresses my body was so stressed out I'm not going to say it was the most stressed out it's ever been because obviously when I was in the investment bank I was very stressed but on an inter- this was the eye-opener where I realized there was so much stress while my external environment was peaceful and seemed relaxed and no stress going on my internal environment which I was with all day every day because it's a part of my body that was what was really stressing out my system and overloading my whole body and what was stopping me from being able to get better Mm. Well, you had mentioned something that I wanted to just cue into, actually a couple things. One of the things that I noticed was that, you know, you're right. So many, so often doctors just kind of clump us into this chronic fatigue. You know, there's a lot of things that create that. But the thing that I hear so much from my patients back in the day, and I heard myself, was that you're just going to have to live with this. We do not know what's going on. There's nothing we can do for you. And that is the most heartbreaking, you know, thing to hear as a patient who just wants to get well. And and what I heard from you too is this was a two-year process that you were trying to figure out what was going on. And you're right. You weren't out in the environment. You weren't doing the investment baking at that time. This was a time where there was a, a, an internal battle going on inside of your body, correct? Yeah, 100%. And that's what really puzzled me because I was like, we get told that, you know, we do mindfulness and we do meditation and yoga. And believe me, I do all of those things in my busy life now. And I absolutely love them. But, and that's me to kind of fix us. Like I was, and I get it. It does definitely bring down my stress levels and the amazing techniques that I now incorporate in my life and in my lifestyle. And I really need them. But back then I was like, I could do deep breathing exercises and mindfulness when I was lying in bed and stuff, but that wasn't changing a really internally stressed out body. 
that wasn't enough. Like that was great in terms of the great techniques and practices and I really loved them. But that, and I just didn't understand like all my research that I was able to do with my half an hour a day that I was kind of awake when I'd be on the internet was telling me to do more and more of these practices, which in some ways was stressing me out even more because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to see from them. I was like, why aren't I getting better? Like I should be so quiet and still now, but yet I've got, and I was going into when you've got all these internal stresses in our bodies and we go in and do these practices like mindfulness and meditation and stuff, we're taking all that internal stress into those practices. So yes, we're bringing down the external stresses and we're quietening our minds and we're quietening, we're creating space to be quiet. What we don't remove or what comes with us is our bodies. So anything that's internally stressing us out in our bodies is coming with us into those practices, which still gives us those mon- what I like to refer to as kind of the monkey mind, that really busy mind, because our body's still fundamentally sympathetic dominant because it's stressed. Yes, absolutely. So, and you're absolutely right. And I, what I have learned in my experience is that a lot of the a lot of the practices, right, a lot of the lifestyle can really get you know eighty percent of the people where they need to be because it's it's usually we've created such bad habits. However, there's that twenty percent where there's something else going on. And what was that something else going on for you? What what was the thing that really unmasked it all for you and got you those that big win? I would say that there's two, there was two really, really big wins in my journey. One of them was my lack of being able to digest. So I didn't have enough hydrochloric acid in my stomach. So the hydro, once we are in our parasympathetic with our brains, like we've calmed ourselves down, taken a deep breath or whatever, our stomach's meant to produce the acid to be able to break down our food to eat. And so for me, like I'm trained with clients and patients is that we can work out how deficient they are in hydrochloric acid in their stomachs. And so when I was training, I did this test and it's called the hydrochloric acid test. You take a certain amount of hydrochloric acid and see when you get this warming sensation in your body. And there's a maximum number that you should stop at where it's kind of um, safe. And so I got to that number and I didn't feel anything. Like I just had no I just couldn't feel anything. So I rang my lecturer who I was studying with and with him on the phone, we went through it together and I just kept going and going and going and going. And the amount that I needed, like I would never get a client to do this um, themselves at home. And I was working with my lecturer at the time, so it was fine. But I never even got that warming sensation. And so that was a real I aha moment where I was like oh my gosh like my body is so depleted every single time I eat at the moment I'm making it work so hard trying to digest the food that's just exhausting it like imagine my body sees food and it must just go into a state of stress thinking I don't even have the energy I'm so depleted to be able to even try and digest this food so that would have just been created it's such a stress response and then I'd go on to eat because I'd been I was being told that I needed food to like sustain me and to get myself better and I need all the nutrition but if you can't digest your food if you don't have the hydrochloric acid you're not getting the nutrients anyway so and literally I remember sometimes like when I'd crawl out of bed and my parents would help me get to the kitchen area I would my mom would give me a small amount of food to eat and I would literally put my head down on the table afterwards and just be like mom I'm so tired I'm so exhausted and sometimes I just fall asleep right there because the act of having to eat was so hard and at the time I didn't realize it was just because I didn't have enough 
hydrochloric acid in my stomach. But that leads me to the other internal stresses, what depletes you of hydrochloric acid, because that's a stress. If you're too stressed internally, that turns through the hydrochloric acid. There's other reasons that you lose it too. But a game changer for me was learning food allergies and what was causing me inflammation. And most of us and the clients and patients that I see have food allergies that they're eating, these foods that they're eating all day long, every day, that are creating a huge stress response in their bodies. And for me, a food that was causing, like at this time, my mom had read lots about diet and food. So we'd gotten rid of gluten, we'd gotten rid of dairy, we'd gotten rid of sugar. We, we thought that we'd kind of covered a lot of the foods that could cause problems. But for me, it was eggs. Here I was eating, my mom was making me eggs every breakfast thinking that they were going to be so good for me and that was causing inflammation and irritation in my body and just stressing out my whole system. So that was then triggering not enough hydrochloric acid, which was then keeping me sympathetic dominant because my body was so stressed, which was then meaning I couldn't digest. It was this whole big vicious cycle where I didn't have the energy to digest properly. And then I was causing all this inflammation and irritation every single day in my body. Mm. So a big, so a couple big things played a major role in this. One, just the stress of the career that you had and everything going on. But then ultimately too, you had food allergies. You had food intolerances that were lending to not allowing your body to heal even when you were trying to do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I was just thrashed, like keeping my body in the state of not being able to heal innocently. Like I had no idea. I had no understanding. I didn't realize, like I thought that I was doing everything right. And I was eating this most amazing diet. I didn't realize that it could be anything else outside of these big groups that I'd heard or read about, or my mom had read about. So I was shocked. I was totally blown away. Mm. Oh my goodness. I bet. I bet. Tell me a little bit about, because I was just curious, you know, this, once you kind of figure that out, you know, again, this is what we're talking about, two years of you being incapacitated and really not being able to function, you know, what did the healing process, what did that look like when you were kind of healing from what was going on? So like you did, you did more elimination, I take it. And what happened next? Yes, yeah, so that was the beginning. So I corrected, started to help myself digest with the hydrochloric acid and the elimination diet. So at that point, I could get myself to stay awake for an hour and a half. Once I'd eliminated these foods and started to correct my digestive system, I could get myself to stay awake for an hour and a half, which was huge. Like that was a big deal. And I was able to sit up. That was the first time once I removed those foods that I could actually sit in a chair and hold a conversation with my parents. And I was able to start reading at that time, just a little bit as well. So that, that was like a game changer as far as we we were concerned like my parents were like okay if this is as good as it gets we're doing really well at this point I on the other hand was like no no we're not stopping yet um, and so from that I realized that those two things were huge because they were depleting my adrenal system so my adrenal system was because of the stress on my adrenals now they were really worn out which meant that my hormones were also really worn out too and so at that point I was like okay what else could be stressing out my adrenals like what else is stressing out my body so that's after that then I looked into my gut health like really looked into it like obviously stress depletes that and it's a problem so I was kind of aware of it but I started I did a comprehensive stool analysis at that point to really work out if I had any bacteria parasites dysbiosis yeast any sort of 
infections, any disbalance of my bacteria. Because if we're out of balance with our good and our bad, I say in inverted commas, bacteria in our bodies, or if we're carrying any of these dormant parasites or we don't even see the symptoms of them, but we're carrying these infections in our body, that's draining us of our energy every single day. And like if we've got a yeast infection, I always talk to my clients about it being like little critters, like that eating the good nutrients that you need from your food, that draining your body of all your energy, that draining you of so much just these like silent like suckers that are just leeching from your body so for me that was a game changer as well because I worked out that and we still laugh that when I look at my stool results I think that probably some of the worst that I've seen many clients since and I had everything like I had the parasites I had the pathogens I had the dysbiosis I had total out of balance gut flora I had the yeast infection like you name it I had it so that was a real shock and a game changer in terms of like sitting there with my results thinking oh my gosh now what do I even do with all of this but at the same time thinking oh my gosh A, how long have I had this in my body for? And B, like, this is going to be huge. Like, how is this not going to impact me for the better in terms of my energy levels and my health journey? And then I was thinking, well, how many other people are walking? Like, I would have been walking around with some of these things for years in my life in the investment bank. And how much more energy could I have been having back then that I didn't even realize was available to me? Absolutely. So a big big part of this this hidden stress i'm sure you're discovering for a lot of your a lot of your patients is that they are they are dealing with a lot of gut imbalance and we know that there's a huge correlation or what a lot of what can trigger more and more gut issues leaky gut dysbiosis is all of these stressors and pathogens play a major role in stressing the body right on top of everything else and so kind of the core of what you've discovered and and let me understand if this is the case for a lot of the women that you've worked with, is that a core of what you're seeing with them is not only kind of the external stresses that they need to work on, because goodness knows we're already doing that to ourselves, but that we all have some kind of, something's going on with our gut and that that's really leading to so much of the other issues. A hundred percent. That's what I see every single day. Like I can palpate people's guts, which just means touch around their small intestines area. And when I do that in clinic, there's not anybody like when they first come to see me that has a gut that isn't inflamed where I can just, it just feels really nice. Like clients will laugh because they'll be like, but I've got fat tissue. And yes, they do. But even that will be really tense and tight. And as they work on their health journeys, that all changes, like our whole body changes. And even at home, most of us, when we press into our, around our back, belly button, your small intestines, we will feel that resistance and that tension because it's inflamed. And that's all of these things that are inflaming it, whether it's the food allergies or the pathogens or the parasites or the unbalance of gut bacteria that throw us out and play a big part in terms of stressing our bodies out. That's amazing that you can even, and I knew that definitely you can physically palpate and feel that inflammation. And clearly there's a lot of signs I would love a couple of things I want to tackle is what are some of the things that we should be looking at? Because, I mean, it's it's very clear to me that so many of us are struggling with gut issues. It's, it's really rare to find someone who isn't, right? And so what are some things that we can be looking at? Because clearly, you know, you could have this gut dysbiosis, you could have this imbalance in the microbiome, and it is leading to chronic fatigue. I mean, a symptom that you wouldn't even think over here is really connected to what's going on inside of the gut. 
hundred percent. There's different, like some of my clients will see the symptoms in terms of like in gut symptoms in terms of like bloating. Bloating is a big one. Like after you've eaten a meal, if you ever get bloated, if your stool health, like stool health is such a great way of checking in with how our health is tracking. Like a lot of us, when I talk to clients, don't even look at our stools and you don't have to do it every single day, but it is a free health check in terms of, are they loose? Are they, are you constipated? Are they well formed? Do you go to the toilet? every single day like these poo talk is not what we talk about over the dinner table um, and if you haven't been exposed to that as I hadn't been like before I went down this health journey we don't know what's normal like I had one client come in and tell me that she'd been told that it was normal to go to the toilet every two weeks it's not normal to go to the toilet every two weeks and if you've got that in your gut for two weeks you are feeding some pathogens and some bacteria because that has rancified in there and it's fermented so you've definitely got things going on so those are the like gut connection ones that we typically think of okay if I'm not if I've got constipation or if I've got bloating there's something happening in my stomach but what we also do know and science has really caught up and is really there's a lot of research about this at the moment is we all know that our brains talk to our stomachs and our guts, but what science has really worked out worked on now is that our guts talk back to our brains. And the research kind of says about six to eight messages are sent from our guts to our brains. So if we've got an inflamed gut, we've got an inflamed brain. So we are really fast in society now to say, oh, I just forget things all the time or I've got mummy's brain or I'm just really busy. I'm really stressed. I've got heaps on. I have to keep a to-do list. Or I walked into the room and I couldn't remember why I walked in there and we just kind of justify it away. Or at work, we can't concentrate as well. We've lost our focus. We can't remember tasks we get distracted we got we stop and start tasks all the time those are all signs of an inflamed brain they're all signs that you've actually yes while it's coming through in a through your brain and through your cognitive function that's also letting us know that you've got an inflamed gut and with the power of looking back when I look back at my term at the um, investment bank I remember quite a few months before I got really sick actually ringing my mum one night from I was in Australia she was in New Zealand and crying and I just I remember ringing her and saying mom like I have been stuck on this task the whole day something that I in the past could have done really easily and quite fast like it probably would have taken me four or five hours and I'd been I was working late because I couldn't get it done and maybe it'd taken me about 12 or 13 hours and I just started crying and I was like mom I think there's something wrong with my brain. Like, I just can't think the way that I used to. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I just can't do this. And I remember not, and I didn't even really think much about it. I kind of just kept going and just pushing through. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to work harder because that was my approach. But looking back, I can see at that point, that was a sure sign that my gut was actually really inflamed and it was coming through my cognitive function. Mm, got it. No, it totally makes a lot of sense. And I think that gives us an idea of what's going on with the body. Yeah, definitely. Now, now that we have a good sense of what is going on and what kind of things to look at, what are ways, you know, I know that you have, you know, when you're analyzing people and your patients, it's, you know, very case by case. It's a very individualized, tailored. But what are some things that, you know, now, like when you start to think about all of those hidden stressors, all of that hidden inflammation, particularly in the gut that's affecting the heart, that's affecting the brain, that's affecting our hormones in particular, what are things that we can do? What are things that we can look at in our own life, particularly around food that can help to start to heal the process, at least kind of get the ball rolling? Totally. So around food, 
A really easy one is, and well, I say it's easy, but it's actually it feels harder when you're doing it. I know this from experience too. Keep something simple and free that everyone can do at home. And start to keep a food journal. Like start to write down what you're eating. And if you have symptoms, do you start to feel bloated after that meal? Does your energy levels drop off? Do you feel fatigued? Do you notice that you get some sort of irritation? Do you do your stools change after it? And also a big one that heaps of clients come and saying me is, do you notice if your pulse changes? If your pulse starts speeding after you've eaten something and when your pulse changes, a doctor in the States, Dr. Coco, came up with this where when you've eaten something that you've had an allergic response to, because it's caused an inflammatory inflammatory response in your body your adrenals kick in which is create a stress response so your pulse will go up straight away so you will feel that in your body and you can even pulse test around meals and around food to see what's happening is there anything causing inflammation is there anything that you're eating that's giving you triggers in your body or do you just feel like a lot of clients will say to me they just feel really fat or just heavy after eating so just paying attention to all those symptoms around how you feel like knowing that you should eat a meal it should keep you sustained energy wise from breakfast to lunch to lunch to dinner unless you're doing fasting or anything else but you want it to always keep you out needing that snack you don't want to have the ups and downs like the sugar highs you want your energy to be nice and modulated so just nice and even between meals and you want to you don't want to feel really fatigued you want to eat and just carry on with your life that's you know like so you've had a delicious meal you're really satisfied you're really happy you feel nourished but it's not in any way impacting you for the rest of the day that's kind of how you want to be eating and we've all been told that you know eating more is better and like having snacks throughout the day is really great but the problem with that is is that our digestive system needs time to digest each meal um, and if we keep eating we keep stressing out our body so I like to talk about it with my clients as like a washing machine that when we eat we start the process in terms of we've turned on the load of washing and if we go and snack at morning tea or whatever it's like opening the washing machine halfway through and throwing in more dirty clothes does the washing machine start again or do those clothes just never actually get properly washed and then it's like keeping the system on all day long, all day long with snacking throughout the day, which means that we're creating a huge stress response on our digestive system because it's working overtime. And every system in our body needs time to have a break and time to start again. I like to talk about in terms of easy ways for people at home is that a nice easy way to eat whether you want to eat based on diets like the ketogenic diet or the paleo diet or however you want to eat. But a simple way is to think of proteins, healthy fats, and carbohydrates. And when I say carbohydrates, mostly vegetables and fruit at each of your meals because that's how we're designed to eat them together to get the most out of our all the nutrients there, the macronutrients of all of those things and to process them in our bodies for all the different systems and all the different what we need for to work all day and to regenerate in our bodies each day. Mm, I love it. And I absolutely agree with you. So one of the, so I love some of the, the things that you had mentioned. One of the things that you'd mentioned, I think is such an important piece. You know, when we are running in this rapid food, go, go, go life. And I'll be honest, I have been very guilty of this. There were years where I was, I mean, this is how efficient I wanted to be with my time that I would, I would, could time myself and how quickly I could eat food so that I was, I, I was on the go to the next thing, or I was literally eating while I was doing what I was doing. I mean, this, 
This was a skill I tried to perfect. Little did I know, oh my gosh, oh, my poor body. And so I think about all the things, but here we've got, you know, this getting that mindfulness and and really, you know, I love the journal and I think the journaling idea is such an important piece. Not just, not only just getting a sense of what it is that you're eating, but really how are you feeling after you eat? Mm-hmm. And even how you're eating, like what you say, I'm like, I always block it out because I was like, you were so bad. We're at the investment bank. Like I was eating while looking at my computer screen while talking to somebody else or like on the phone or, you know, like I wouldn't even know what was actually going into my mouth ever. Like, and there was no way that I'd have the time to make the association between something going into my mouth and maybe getting bloated in my gut or feeling tired or, you know, I just reached for another coffee. Like that was my quick fix solution. Like I didn't have time to be tired I had things to do um so and there was no way that I wanted any mindfulness around like taking a deep breath before I was eating and like not actually looking at my computer screen like removing myself from that and actually taking 10 minutes to chew my food oh chewing just didn't even happen either like it was more like just put as much food in as fast as possible and just hovel it down I'm like I remember when I first so that's what I love about the food journal is yes it's about like what you're eating but also how you're eating are you standing up in the kitchen shoving food into your mouth as you're making the kids lunches as you're thinking about your work day for like everything that you've got on work-wise plus planning your husband's trip and doing everything else that you need to do and don't get me wrong like as women we've often got a huge amount of commitments that we've got to do But can we take those five or 10 minutes and just sit there and just think about our and use it as self-care time? Like rather than seeing it as another to-do thing, we can incorporate it. Like I'm big into not making more work for us women because generally we've got a long list of things that we need to get done. But how can we use like our mindfulness techniques that we learn and bring them into like everyday life as well? Like mindfulness is about being aware of what we're doing and how we're doing it. So how about we eat that? piece of fruit or whatever it is, really tasting it, really being conscious of chewing our food, really be conscious of what's happening in our bodies so we can take that mindfulness exercise while we're eating because women, we love to multitask. So let's multitask at the best and then let's see how it's affecting our body as well. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. So I love all the ideas that you gave. One, the journaling, the mindfulness so that the digestive system actually can can turn on and do its job. But then two, the other thing that I loved that you brought to the table was that we need breaks in between meals, that you you can't just throw a bunch of dirty laundry in the middle of the laundry machine and expect everything to work right. The body is working through that process. And so I am not a big fan of snacking as well. And it's so many of the other health practitioners and functional nutritionists like yourself, we all feel the same way. You really got to give your body a break to work it out. And if you eat the right foods, healthy proteins, healthy fats, those good carb, again, those good veggies that you mentioned as well, really there should be no reason why we are, we need to be snacking. I think what gets us in trouble with the snacking is we're not eating the right foods at our meals. We're, we're not getting nourished and our body's like, uh, that was just a bunch of sugar. I've already dealt with that. Now I'm hungry again. So I love these ideas. And then I mean, clearly a lot of these baselines that you mentioned are going to really clear out some of the preliminary, but I do know that there are instances where people may have other things going on, like parasites, like candida, like other areas, and that's really where a good 
functional practitioner or functional nutritionist come into play to help us uncover those problems? 100%. And like with my health journey, like diet and nutrition got me so far and that's what got me out of bed and, you know, back being able to do some things. But I have, I hadn't have done those functional lab tests and really got into the bottom of what was happening in terms of my gut, like getting rid of going on extreme protocols. And mine were very extreme to actually kill off these things in my gut. I say kill off in inverted commas, but actually get them out of my body. I wouldn't be in the health that I am today. And I don't believe personally that I would have made the recovery that I did make. I think I would have stagnated. I was doing a lot of great things, but I wasn't actually fully getting to the root causes of those, what was happening in my body. And it's all about, you know, like I kind of talk about it with clients in terms of, it's like an onion where you peel back one layer. And now you see like, when I first started working with myself, when I was studying was there was just so much going on that the, like the first layer was just so busy that it was hard to know what was, what was happening. And so as I peeled back each layer of the onion and brought healing then I was able to see what was underneath it. And so I could keep digging and digging and digging and digging down into those root causes. And I don't think um, most of us at home on our working on our own to have the ability to really be able to, because we can't access functional lab testing. We do have to work with a practitioner to be able to really see if there's anything else going on. Like that got me, you know, kind of 60% of my health journey, which would have been, you know, a nice enough life, but it wouldn't get me back to living the big full life that I wanted to live and that I envisioned for myself and for the rest of my life, if you know what I mean. So I definitely, all those practices and everything that I learned and everything that I was able to implement at home was amazing. And that really did play a huge factor in my health journey, but it was really learning to the protocols and then really being able to support my gut, like really killing off those things in my body and really specifically targeting what needed to change. Got it. Absolutely. I think that's a big lesson for all of us is that if indeed a lot of these behaviors that we can do at home, right, really start to make those big changes, if they're not after several months, if it's you're still having those struggles, it's time to kind of reassess. Now, I have one more question for you, my dear. So I know that you have learned so much on your wellness journey and you have seen so much with your with your patients over the years. But this is the question that I love to ask because I know so much we want to know what you're doing. So what is it? What is the thing, the one healthy habit or natural solution that you do every single day that really moves the needle for your well-being? Well, am I allowed to? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'll give you two. A game changer was me with me was because my hormones were also so out of balance was actually introducing a whole bunch of healthy fats into my life. So I can now, would I be strictly ketogenic? No, not at all. But I will go from breakfast to dinner based on the fat ratios that I have without needing to eat. And coming from somebody that had severe hypoglycemia, like even when I was at the bank, I would need to eat every single hour. Otherwise, I would collapse and my hormones were just so out of whack and out of balance. That was like a total game changer. Like now I've gone from like almost being like wanting to call the ambulance every month when I get my period to like the I just get my period each month and it comes and goes and I you know like I bleed like literally and then that's it all the symptoms have gone so for me non-negotiable is the amount of amazing different healthy fats that I included into my diet and then the other one that I did do which really helped me with just being able to be mindful and meditation and all those practices was I introduced essential oils into my life different ones like I use brain essential oils and then I'll use other essential oils and you've been teaching me some new tricks 
with essential oils as well. But that to me was a big game changer because I couldn't get into my parasympathetic on my own. I'm just doing deep breathing and gargling and all the other techniques that I'd learned weren't enough for me. So those were the two things that I feel have been fundamental to really changing me and more importantly now that I've um, healed a lot of the things that were in my past that are still still the two things that I come back to day in and day out oh I love well you know I love that you're using oils girl I was just actually putting oils on as you were sharing your um oh, your God. two <laughs> just before you asked me as you asked me that question I was putting on my brain oils and I was like oh and then you asked me and I was like well go figure so there you go we both use them multiple times a day <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I, I think those are two amazing habits and I definitely agree with you in terms of, well, girl, like clearly I use oils all the time and I use them specifically for de-stressing, for being mindful, for getting into that parasympathetic and for those brain boosters, right? Because we, we are serving a lot of people, you and I, and I, we got to stay sharp for our people. Totally, we do. We don't have time to snooze on our jobs. Um, people would not be very happy with that at all. We want to give our best the whole time, which means we need to be on our game. And it means also, when we both know this firsthand, we need to look after ourselves as well. Like, it's not like at the bank where, you know, if I was having a bad day, well, it's just a spreadsheet. And I don't mean it just like it's just a spreadsheet, but this is now people's health and people's lives that we're directly impacting day in and day out. So we owe it to them as well as to ourselves to take the best care of ourselves. Absolutely. You, I agree with you 100%. Now, you have got the most amazing free gift for, for everyone today. And I want to talk a little bit about it because it is, you know, I know that this probably like brought up more questions for people than, although opened the door to like, ooh, some self-discovery. And this particular quiz that you created is really about how they can discover what kind of hidden stresses are going on inside of their bodies. Is that correct? It's so correct. And every new client that I have um, fills the online fill it in before they come to see me and everyone that comes in their first comment always is always like wow like until you ask me that question and even though I'm not directly asking them that they're doing it online they were like I just thought that was normal because the thing is is that if nobody challenges something that we've been so used to we do think it's normal so we don't think about anything so the whole point of this free gift is to get you to really look into your body and really think about things that are happening like for me I was just so used to needing to eat every single hour that I didn't even realize that it was an issue like I'd grown up needing to take like my mom would always give me like an extra lunchbox whenever I left the house because I would need food like that was just my experience with life where it was just like Shelly like packs a bag of so much food um, and it wasn't and I just continued that on in my adult years in the investment bank and everyone would tease me about the amount of food that I needed but it, and I remember when I was coming up with these questions hypoglycemia is a big deal in terms of low blood sugar levels but if nobody nobody asked me a question and when I went to the doctor that question wasn't really raised so I just thought it was normal and so it's like for all of us women we're so good and what I see in clinic is we're so good at just getting on with life we just adjust to whatever we've been given and whatever we think is like limiting us we just work with that and we work harder so unless somebody really challenges you to think oh my gosh maybe that's not normal or maybe that's not what I want in my body we just accept it and we keep going so the whole point of this gift is to really give you a moment to reflect on your body and on your health and to really check in and go you know what is that normal if she's asked me about that is that really normal am I just putting up with something that I don't 
don't need to put up with. And the really exciting thing is when you're empowered and when you're educated about, you know, your body and what the baseline is that we want, you can change. And we've got our lives that we can live so much fuller and we can change these things and live such big lives again and get all the goals and like all the energy or the happiness, the joy, whatever it is that we want, we can create more of that when we're living our lives in even more full health or the health that we should be living in. So that's what really excites me about this free gift is it's your opportunity and it's your empowerment to check in with your body and your health and to see how you can even increase that and get more wellness, more health. Like that's really exciting. I love it. Well, I want to let everyone know in order to do this, you're just going to go to the show notes on the website and you're going to down, just click the link to get the quiz and then take that quiz. This is going to give you such an eye-opening idea of what is going on in your body. Well, oh my goodness. Shelly, honey, thank you so much for coming on and sharing not only your wisdom, but also this amazing resource for us to tap into. Thank you so much for having me. Your audience is so lucky because you're just amazing. You're a light that shines. Oh, thank you, honey. I can't wait to talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. I really resonated with Shelly's story and her powerful stress solutions. I want to take a moment and quickly share some of my personal stress be gone solutions, particularly my Stress Be Gone blend. Now, I love this blend because it's one of my go-to oils to overcome stress or overwhelm or even feelings of anxiety. And it dials down that HPA axis that I mentioned earlier. So it is a 10 mil roller. It's the Stress Relief Roller Blend. I love to do seven drops of frankincense, seven drops of lavender, five drops of cedarwood, and five drops of either bergamot or wild orange. Totally up to you, any citrus will do. Next, you're gonna add the oils to a 10 mil roller, top it off with a carrier of your choice, fractionated coconut oil, grapeseed oil, Jehovah oil, whatever works for you, and then apply it to the palms, the neck, the temples, the wrists, behind the ears on the mastoids, and you can even do it on the inner arm. I love that spot as well. And just take some deep belly breaths by breathing in these powerful aromas. We know that they can actually down-regulate the HPA axis and really help to bring calm and relaxation to the limbic system. Now, this is also a powerful mood reset blend, and it's effective at releasing stress, balancing mood, and releasing tense emotions. This blend is also known to reduce irritable feelings throughout the day. Now, if you don't have all those oils, I say simply grab lavender and bergamot. Do a drop of each, take some deep belly breaths, and oh my gosh, those two oils together are just a match made in heaven. They're one of my favorite stress-reducing blends as well. So at least definitely get your hands on a lavender and a bergamot. They are perfect. Now, I also wanted to share a little special surprise that I had ready for you particularly to set you up for hormone and stress support. As a way to set you up for success during and after this interview, I have the perfect cheat sheet for you that features my top five favorite hormone blends for things like hot flashes, brain fog, fatigue, mood swings, calming mental chatter, and anxiety. And it's a super simple cheat sheet, very easy to follow. I know you're gonna love it. So all you have to do is head on over to the show notes grab it and all you gotta do is go to drmarisa.com slash episode 98 and voila you will get it delivered to your inbox now what i wanted to say is just thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the essentially you podcast the next episode which i am 
super, super thrilled to be talking about. I know that you guys are gonna love it as much as I love it as well. We're gonna be talking specifically, well, we're gonna be talking about anxiety is really what it comes down to with Stephanie Delfonso. And not just how to cope or manage anxiety, but to truly say goodbye to anxiety for good. I loved my conversation with Stephanie. I thought it was amazing. Earlier, a couple weeks back, we had Liz Moody on and she talked about her anxiety story and how she was able to cope with it as well. And Liz Moody's episode was 91. If you wanna go back and listen to that, it was really powerful. And I thought to myself, because we had such a great response around that, I wanted to bring on another anxiety expert and Stephanie was definitely the go-to person I've been told to connect with. So we're gonna be not only hearing her story, but also how to say goodbye to anxiety for good. Now, if there's someone in your life that you know struggles with anxiety, definitely have them tune in into the next episode. Let them know about the Essentially You podcast because that is how we get these beautiful resources into the hands of people that we love. Well, until the next episode, have an amazing day. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.